Thank you, brother. Uh, have your Bibles this morning. Turn with me to the Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, if you would. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. And uh, I want to read to you. Um, these verses I'm reading to you now, if, if any of you have really studied the scriptures very closely, you will know that these verses are talking about ministers. But we're all ministers in, in a sense of the word. And so that's what we, uh, this is text we want to use this morning. The seventh verse of the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, and the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, or Lord Jesus, that, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Pray that you'll give us this message today. Lord, I pray that you'll help me to be able to preach it. Lord, I pray that you'll go with those that have come out this morning. Pray that you'll bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I don't know how soon you may not be old enough to remember, but uh, there used to be a TV program called uh, This Is Your Life. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that, but uh, This Is Your Life. And uh, it was a program where they would, they would invite somebody to come and then they didn't know that they was going to read off their, it was going to be their life was going to be the subject of the program. But uh, I've, I've titled this message this morning, The Life to Live. Now, you know, we, I know all of us get slack in our living sometimes. All of us get slack in our attendance as far as church is concerned and as far as uh, being uh, wanting to be in the Lord's house when we should be. But uh, the life to live is, is, is the life that Paul just referred to here. You know, he says in many ways, he says, he says, we have troubles, but he says it doesn't get us down. And so that's, what, that, that's the kind of life we want to live, is a life that we're in troubles won't get us down. Our God is always pleased to manifest himself. In creation, God is manifesting his wisdom and almightiness in the works of his hands. It was David who said, The heaven declares the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Now, we know that God has worked out everything he has. There's nothing that you can go to that God has not worked out and, and put in place to where he wants it. He he, he put you here this morning, every one of you that are here this morning. I know we've got several out today, <clears throat> but <clears throat> but he 
put you here, you that are here, <clears throat> he put you here this morning. In Jesus, in Jesus, God is manifesting his, his love and mercy for our salvation. In the lives of his redeemed, he desires to manifest his saving grace for witness to the lost. He says in verses 10 and 11, for the life of Jesus is, to, is made manifest in our mortal flesh. Now everything we do, everything we do in life, everything, every place we go in life, we always uh, show forth uh, Christ in us. Uh, I've, I've said this many times before, and I won't say it again, that uh, sometimes the only Christ <clears throat> that people will ever know is the one that's in you. It's the one that's in you. The one that you you carry every day. <clears throat> you carry the life of the Lord Jesus Christ in you every day. And that's, uh, that's what Paul was talking about here. He says, for the life of Jesus is to be manifest in our mortal flesh. Everything we do pictures him and shows forth him. Now we won't talk about the life given by God. This life is born from above. You know, if you if you live in the the kind of life, the right kind of life, if you know you're saved and you know that you're if you died right now, you're going to go to heaven without a shadow of doubt. If you don't know that, you better you better be thinking about it and uh, getting yourself set up to uh, to be realize that someday someday it doesn't make any difference. Uh, who you are, how young you are, or how old you are, someday you're going to be going to meet the Lord. And and so so this life that we have, God gave it to us. If you got up this morning, God got you up. If you if you if you done anything that you've done for the Lord, He He gave you that power to do it. We have used this many times in many messages. It is still important uh, for this message. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We've used this many times. Now, the life that God has given us, he gave it to us. You don't, you don't know what happened. You don't know where it came from. You don't know, you don't know what happened. Uh, uh, I, I can... I can tell you the day that my life changed, but uh, uh, I can't. I can't refer any, any anything else as to why it changed the way it did. But in March of 27, 1967, my life changed, and and certainly I pray that your life has taken a change too, from being lost to being saved. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It was the great apostle who said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loveth me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2 and verse 20. That's, that's the life that's given to us. If you're born again, God gave you that new life. You don't understand it. Uh, the Bible says the wind bloweth where it listeth. We hear the sound thereof, but we don't know from whence it cometh or where it's going. 
and certainly that's the life that <coughs> that each and every one of us uh, uh, living today. If, if you're saved today, it happened to you. You took a change somewhere. You changed in your life. Uh, took a change. I know I did. Uh, I was. Uh, I hadn't been out of the military very long uh, when I was saved. Uh, when I was still in, I was still in active, uh, uh, not active duty, but I was still in the military even at this time when I was saved. But uh, I know my life took a change. Uh, uh, I was a drill sergeant, uh, and, uh, and my life took a change uh, from that day forward. Then we talk about the life yielded to God. It is the life given entirely to the will of God. You should give your life entirely to the will of God. What God would have you to do is what you want to do. What God would have you to do. I, I know uh, sometimes people say, well, that's very dull and that's not a very good life. But uh, what, whatever, whatever you live... You should live for the Lord, and you should live for his uh, glory and his honor. <clears throat> it was Christ who said, Not my will, but thine be done. The great apostle told the Romans, Yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Now, you, you, you're alive. You're living. This is a life. The life to live is this type of life. It's a life that uh, that you you love. It's a life that you love to give to the Lord. You love to uh, you love to uh, yield it to Him and give it to Him. Then we talk about the life that is empowered by the Spirit of God. The life that is empowered by the Spirit of God. Did you know if you're here and saved today? You have the Spirit of God with you everywhere you go. You can't get away from it. It's going to be there. The Spirit of God is going to be there everywhere you go. You can't, you can't run away from it. You can't get away from it. You might say, well, well, I'll just go out here and do this. They won't nobody know about it. God will know about it. God will know about everything you do. And, and uh, <clears throat> the life that you live, the, the life that you want to live, is one that's empowered by the Spirit of God. God is to drive our life and lead us and to direct us in everything that we do. It was uh, Luke, Luke states, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power in Acts 10 and verse 38. That's, that's, that's how Christ walked. Christ, Christ said, I walk as my Father walked. He said, I talk as my father talks. He said, I do whatever whatever my father would have me to do. That's our life, too. That's the life we live. We live the same life. We do the same thing. We, we, we should do this, the very same thing that Paul is talking about, or Jesus, or Luke was talking about here in the book of Acts. When he, Luke was the writer of Acts, and he was the one that wrote this in Acts. We... Uh, we too must depend upon the Spirit of God to empower us. You know, if, if you if you want if you want to do something, you can do it. You know, you would you would never made me thought in, in, in a lifetime that fifty 
55, almost 56 years later, I'd be sitting here preaching to you folks. If you had told me that 60 years ago, I'd have laughed at you. It just, it just doesn't. But it happened. It happened. And I don't know how much longer the Lord's going to give me the strength to do it. But, uh, but he has slowed me down a lot. But I think he did it for a reason in that. But uh, we, we must always depend upon the Spirit of God to empower us. Luke goes on to say, <clears throat> he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Same way with me here. I, I couldn't preach you. I couldn't preach to you unless God anointed me to do that. I couldn't give out this message today. I couldn't sit down back there in my study and write out a message unless God had given it to me. I just can't do it. I've, I've tried to do things on my own. And some people said, well, you need to do a lot on your own. Well, I've tried it. It just doesn't work. You still have to depend on God to give you what he would have you to have. How can we ever satisfy the Lord with our work without this power? How can we ever do it? You've got to be empowered by the Spirit of God. How can you ever be satisfactory to the Lord if you try to go out and do things without the leadership of the Spirit of God? You can't do it. You just cannot do it. I, I've learned over the years. I'm telling you things now that I've, I've learned over the years. I've been doing this a long time. As I, as I just said a while ago, I'm, going, I'm just about finished with my 56th year of, of, of doing this. And, <coughs> excuse me, I've been doing it a long time. <coughs> there is no power <coughs> on the earth as is, as is spiritual power. No, no other power on earth. You might say, well, I live a powerful life. You don't live it without the Spirit of God. There is. There's no other power on earth except that which God gives us through His Spirit. And again, Luke states, for the promise is to you and to all that are far off. He's promised us. He's promised every one of you. He's promised me. He's promised every one of you that someday, someday he's going to lead you, he's going to direct you in what he wants you to do. And, and uh, I, I, I know people like to do a lot of other things. I know that. I, I know people, people have gotten on me over the years. They say, well, you, you don't go nowhere else but church, and you don't, go no, you don't do nothing else but preach. And, but that's all I want to do. And, and that's all you should want to do. All you should want to do is be in the Lord's house. I don't know how many of you read <laughs> your brother <coughs> Wayne Massey on every Saturday. He'll put something in there. And he'll put something in there about, about you should want to be in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. <laughs> and I believe that too. That <coughs> should be. And then <coughs> this is... <coughs> Excuse me. This is also a life of unwavering faith. The Bible teaches that Jesus' face was set toward the will of God in his life, for his life. Unwavering faith. That's all Jesus was, that's all was before Jesus. What would God have me to do? 
Why, there was a time when he wouldn't eat meat when he was hungry. You know, we, we, talk, about, we talk about that. He, he wouldn't eat meat when he was hungry because he, he, what was it he told them? They said that we brought you something to eat, and I'm just paraphrasing it. What did he say? He said, but I've had food that some of you just don't know about. And that's when he had talked to the Samaritan woman, the woman that had five husbands. And, uh, and Jesus even told her, she said, how many husbands have you had? And, and uh, he, 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 she didn't answer it. He said, you've had five, and said, the one you live with now is not your husband. And uh, she, was a, she was a terrible person. And he had talked to her, and the Lord saved her, saved her right there that day. And she ran into the, uh, ran into the city and told the people, she said, I want y'all to come and meet the man that I just met at the well. And, uh, and so that was his life. That was his life. That was, that was the only life that he had. And that was, his, that was his unwavering faith. That's what he was going to do. Some of them said, let's go here. He said, no, I must need go through Samaria. Why did he need to go through Samaria? Because this, this poor Samaritan woman was just waiting. He knew that she was there, and he knew that he needed to go and witness to her. That, that's your life. That's the life that the Lord has given uh, every one of us to live. We know we know what we do. We, we may think that we're planning stuff on our own, but we're not. We're not planning anything on our own. We're planning exactly the way the Lord would have us to do it. It's, it's his life. Our faith should cause us to suffer through all the darts the devil can cast our way. You know, the devil's going to try to stop you. I tell you, he, he is. He, he's, he's been on me for some time. On me right now. He's on me now. And not, and, and, but, but, uh, but you must suffer through those darts that the devil cast at you. Must suffer through those. Must fall. You know why? Why do I have to suffer? Well, we we had Jesus was had the same thing. Jesus suffered. He suffered for you and me. He suffered there on God, uh, Golgotha's hill there on, in, at, at the Calvary, at the tree. He suffered for you and me. He he gave his life. His blood was pierced, his side was pierced, and all of his blood ran out on the ground. And uh, and he gave his life and his blood for us there at Golgotha's Hill. And what 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 else can we say? What, what else can we talk about? What else can we preach? I can't talk about anything else. I, I can't I can't begin to uh, talk about anything else. All I can talk about is the fact that that uh, I know the devil is after me, but I know that God is with me, and I know there's nothing in this world that he can do to change it. Our faith should cause us to love the lost and dying sinner so much that we will testify to him or her regardless of what we think. Yeah, I mean, there's a... I, I read Facebook every day. I go into Facebook every day. And I read some good things that some people put in there. There's some good things, and there are some things that's not even worth reading. 
but I read some good things that people put in Facebook, and uh, and there's a lot of good things that we we should always be willing to, not necessarily through Facebook, but we must be willing to go and talk to someone and tell them about Christ and and what He has done for us, and what a, what a great blessing it is. It's a life of unwavering faith. It's a life that is lived by faith. It's a life that's lived by uh, by us doing what we would have, what God would have us to do. He would have us to do all these things that that He leads us to do. He would have us to do them. You, you'll say, "Well, do I study my Bible?" He would have you study your Bible. Do Do I pray? He would have you to pray. Do I Do I do the things I should do? He would have you to do the things that He would have you do. He doesn't want you to just go out on your own and do whatever you want to do. You can't do that as one of God's children. You cannot do that. You, you'll say, well, I don't want to be one of God's children. Well, you better want to be because I want to tell you, it, it, it's okay to live here in this life, I guess, without being saved. And as long as you stay healthy, but I'm going to tell you the day's going to come when you're going to go face, you're going to face the Lord. And when you face him, you better face him as being one of God's children because I want to tell you, it's not going to, hell is, I, I don't want to see anybody die and go to hell. I don't, I don't want to see anybody die, but there's people in hell today suffering. And I don't care what people think and what people say, but there was, some believe that there was as many as three billion people live before the flood. And did you know all of them, except for Noah, all of them died and went to hell. Every one of them did. They all died and went to hell. The Lord got sick of them. And, and, and they all died. And they all went to hell. Some three billion people all died and went to hell. They're still in hell today. They're still suffering today. The fires and, and, and the blistering fires of hell. I tell you, I, I, I don't know. Have you ever had a bad dream? If you've ever had a bad dream, then you know what it's like not to be able to have control because you you, you're glad when that dream's over. You're glad when you wake up and realize, well, that was just a dream. That's not true. That was just a dream. And so what a great blessing it is that we would uh, know the Lord as our Savior and pray that the Lord would see fit to bless us in every way. All right, I'm going to close, and I want Brother Ridge to come up here and, 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 and turn this off. And if he would, uh, uh, we're going to sing a song.